Welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, the go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, award-winning author, human design expert, and intuitive business coach here to help you build, grow, and transcend the business of your dreams. You have valuable gifts to share, and I've made it my mission to help you use them to create the business that was meant for you. In any business, there's gifts and challenges, but with just a little guidance, you can gain the clarity and confidence that you need to succeed. I believe that we're called here to live our life with purpose and fulfill the calling we have in our hearts. So if you're here to create some magic, then come join me as we're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and success. So let's begin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Spiritualpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Chiron with my astrologer, Angela Papa. So if you've been listening to my podcast already for a while, you know all about Angela. She's my astrologer. She's one of my close friends, and I love doing these astrology podcast episodes with her because I, I one, learn so much. It gives me the opportunity to ask her questions, which is in both of our human design charts, And also, I really like that we get to share this information with you all because I truly believe that astrology and where the planets are situated does affect our energy and therefore affects our motivation. It affects what we get done day to day, our productivity. And that can help us both plan for what we want to do in our business and also manage our expectations every day. Because one of the problems I see a lot with entrepreneurs especially is this really high expectation to perform, 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 especially on like a daily basis. And if the astrology just isn't lined up for you on that day, well, it's kind of nice to give yourself permission to take a break or do something else that would be more in alignment with where you're at. So as I'm releasing this podcast episode, it is October 7th, 2022, and Chiron, the asteroid that we're going to be talking about, you're going to hear more about in this episode, is actually in retrograde. And so what does that mean? That means that whenever there's something in retrograde, and if you had listened to previous podcast episodes about the Mercury retrograde and other retrogrades, I highly recommend going back and checking out those episodes the retrograde implies that we are going back we're reversing retrograde going back in time like that re and it that's what angela says is whenever during any type of retrograde is a time to review reflect renegotiate rethink re whatever usually it implies something from the past that's coming back into the present and so when i think about chiron retrograde i'm thinking old wounds are coming up to be healed on a deeper level we're meant to rethink something that happened in the past maybe there's an experience that our soul signed up to experience in this lifetime that created some of our deepest wounds and maybe you thought you got over them you know there may be some wounds from the past that you thought i already healed this already i've already dealt with this and when chiron goes into retrograde those old wounds are coming back to be reassessed to be rehealed to be reflected on i know that's the case for me right now i've had some old wounds come up that i've been really feeling into those feelings that's the number one important thing too is to feel those feelings what is coming up and if it's sapping you of your joy and sapping you of anything that's stopping you from moving forward then yes there's another layer of layer of healing that can be happened through this so i don't want you to think of uh chiron retrograde as a bad thing but more just as an opportunity to heal so and if you're listening to this and you're like Haley, what the heck is chiron i'm gonna let you get into this episode angela is going to explain it from an astrology perspective and then she also gives examples including my own chart which you'll get to hear about so i'm excited for you to listen in and learn more about this really interesting asteroid Today's episode is going to be all about Chiron and Chiron in astrology, as well as Chiron in human design. Um, Obviously, I am the astrologer here. Haley is the human design person, expert (laughs) here. So we will both be giving information on what Chiron means in both of these systems and then see how we can find some similarities between the two systems. 
Um, I was not aware before meeting Haley that the planets show up in our human design chart. Um, so that is very interesting. So we're going to dive deep into Chiron today. So I want to start off with the astrology. Chiron is actually an asteroid. It is not a planet, but it is the most prominent asteroid, I would say, in astrology. It's the only asteroid that I look at when I look at astrology charts. I don't look at the, any of the other asteroids, but Chiron, I always look at. So Chiron is known as the wounded healer and healer heal thyself, right? So the wounded healer, what does that mean? Chiron points to your deepest wounds in your life. So the deepest wounds, the deepest pains, traumas. And what I mean by wounds is like the difficult parts of yourself that you can't really seem to get over or certain pain points in your life or triggers in your life. Um, so the whole idea behind Chiron being the wounded healer is that every human is born into this lifetime not perfect, right? We all have our wounds. We all have our pain points. We all have our triggers, right? And Chiron gives us a peek into what these are for you based on what house it's in and based on what sign it's in. And the whole thing with Chiron is the wounded healer healer is in it. So the, the wound is in there. So like, yes, you have this wound, but then you alchemize it and you turn it into a way that you can be a healer with this. So we go through our life and throughout, throughout our life of self-development and things that may happen, what have you, these wound, wounds pop up, right? And then our life presents us opportunities to look at these wounds, to heal these wounds, so really, whatever your Chiron, whatever your Chiron story is in your chart, it's, you're, meant to, you're meant to heal through these wounds. You're not meant to hold this wound and let it drag you down for your whole life. It's a wound that you have the capability to heal through, to integrate, to get on the other side of. And once you do that, wounded healer, you are then meant to either share your story with others or help others with a similar wound, whether it be professionally or just like in friend groups and family, or at least just have deep compassion for people. Because when you have a Chiron wound, you can point the same thing out in someone else immediately. It's like a laser focus. You can see that wound so deeply in them because you see it so deeply in yourself. And then you are given the opportunity to either have compassion or depending on your relationship with this person, um, you're like in a coaching space or something, obviously like help them work through it. Um, but really, if you're not a coach and you're just like a regular person living life, have compassion for the other person when you see them with the same wound, right? So that is a overall gist of what Chiron means in astrology. Did you have any questions or anything about that, Haley? So does Chiron move through kind of like planets, like the moon moves through the signs? Chiron, does that? Yes. Well, yes. So Chiron moves slowly, but not too slow. So Chiron moves through each sign every four years. So it spends four years in one sign, goes to the next, spends four years there, goes to the next. So just like any planet, like I know I've, we've, someone's, I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast before, but maybe you guys have heard of like your Saturn return, right? So you have a return of your planet ev with every planet, right? And what does this mean? It just means the planet in the sky, the current planet in the sky. So we're talking about Chiron, Chiron in the sky is at the same exact point where Chiron was when you are born. So like everyone calls like the birthday, the solar return, because the sun is at the same point where the sun was when you were born, your birthday. So Chiron return, same thing, but it takes, so for Chiron, you usually have your Chiron return around the age of 50. So it takes around 50 years for Chiron to go through all the signs and then come back to your sign, to your degree, to where it was when you were born. 
So when you have something like your Chiron return, um, I certainly haven't been through it yet. I know you haven't either. <laughs> um, but these wounds may come up again when you're in your Chiron return. So like you've had these wounds your whole life, as you go through life, you're working through them, right? Self-development, inner work, you're working through them. And then when it comes back on your return, it comes up for another round of healing, really. It's just another round of a healing opportunity to come up. And if there's been blind spots or things that you really weren't willing to look at in this wound, it's going to really be in your face. So like any return, like, like a Saturn return, your Saturn return doesn't be, have to be so hard and horrible if you've been doing the inner work before you got there. So with the Chiron returns, the same thing, it can either rock your world and have all of your wounds popping up, right? Or if you've been doing the work the first, the, during the past 50 years um, and looking at yourself and looking at your wounds and doing the healing work and doing the self-development work, it's not as intense. If that makes sense. So it hits around the age of 50 and then is in that time for four years. So it kind of like affects you for four, four year period. So between the ages roughly of 50 to 54. Right. And then it's, it's most intense when it's within three degrees of your actual degree. Okay. Which I don't know the time period for that, huh. but I would say like a couple months. Cool. Yeah. So when you look at a chart, you told me you, you look at the Chiron, but it doesn't, it's not always relevant. What helps you determine like if it's relevant topic to bring up in an astrology reading or maybe not science. Um, so that's just like a personal preference with me. Uh, some astrologers look at Chiron in a reading. I usually don't because I look at, I structure my readings in a way where I am showing you your destiny. I am showing you your gifts. I am showing you what you came to this earth to do. And I am showing you the tools and the parts of you that are here to help you achieve that. Right. So I look at that kind of stuff. I have had a nudge to look at Chiron a couple of times in charts. Um, and it's just like an inner knowing, like tell them about their Chiron kind of thing. But I usually don't because I, so I'll say this, I started out doing Chiron in all of my readings and then I stopped because I noticed my clients kind of shrink back as soon as I mentioned their wounds, um, because I was hitting the pain point and it was the truth and they weren't ready to hear it. Um, so in essence of just making it more of a positive, here's your destiny experience. I stopped unless like I really feel a call. Like I remember I had one a couple months ago. I was like, I usually don't go into this, but I need to go into it with you. And he was older. Um, and he was very receptive of it. And he was like, Nope, that's spot on. I've actually worked through a lot of that brought a lot of these things. Um, so it's just like on an intuitive knowing kind of base. Um, but I mean, you know, if you are a type of a person that hasn't been looking at your wounds and just kind of like turning a blind eye, like that's not there. That's not there. Right. Like don't need to look at that. Just going to pretend like that. That's not, that never happened to me. I don't have these, these wounds. You're not going to, when, when these things come up, it's going to be like, like a shock to the nervous system. Like, Oh God, this thing, it's actually, it's actually true. Like I do need to work through this in my lifetime, but it's an opportunity to work through this in your lifetime. Like Wounded heal. you are meant to work through these core wounds that you have. You're not meant to hold on to them for the rest of your life. Chiron, the energy of Chiron is alchemy. It, the energy of Chiron is to alchemize these wounds, to look at them and alchemize them into something different, right? And then to be able to teach others how to do the same and teach others how to liberate themselves out of their wounds. Um, but I understand that's not everybody's path to look at their wounds like that. So that's why I just, um, you know, I intuitively know if it needs to come up in a, in a session. Interesting. Okay. So you're going to do mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking to see if I had any other questions. I was like, Nope, time to go. Time yep. to do it. All right. Okay. So I'm going to look into Haley's Chiron. Um, so you have your Chiron 
in Cancer in the ninth house. So let's just look at the Cancer first. So Cancer is the mother. So this points to a mother wound. Um, and it, usually Chiron wounds start to sprout up from childhood, something that happened in childhood. And then it creates a belief or a story that you hold on to for the rest of your life. Well, not rest of your life. You hold on to until you become more like an, an adult and more conscious and more aware. And you start doing the inner work, right? You're, you don't know how to do the inner work at the age of 11. So, <laughs> But it's usually something that happens or gets triggered around childhood. So, and just like stop me or like if you have questions or anything, but I'm sensing some kind of mother wound, maybe bridging from early childhood. Um, cancer is also all about like nurturing. So maybe you didn't feel nurtured as a child. And then that stemmed into you not knowing how to nurture yourself as an adult and had to do some healing work around that and some learning and unlearning and relearning around that. Um, also, cancer is very intuitive. So maybe you didn't trust your intuition starting out. <laughs> so for the people that are listening on Spotify or Apple, she is giving like a nod and a smile. Nodding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's hitting home that I'm saying so far. <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and also cancer rules the emotions. So maybe out of touch with your emotions as a child, which also stems to the feeling, the lack of nurturing, because you probably didn't feel safe to feel your emotions or feel safe to be heard in your emotions. So you kind of just shoved them down um, and you didn't really know how to emotionally regulate yourself. Correct. Yeah. So that's all like cancer things. Um, so I'm curious, like, did you notice as you became an adult, like, these are things that I need to work on? Um, well, for a long time, like in or my early adulthood, I didn't know that that was what the problem was because I didn't feel emotionally nurtured, which is that makes so much sense. I didn't feel emotionally nurtured. My parents took care of me. We always had a house, of, like a roof over our heads, food on the table. Like my parents took care of me, but I didn't feel emotionally nurtured. I didn't feel like my emotions mattered. I didn't feel like my emotions were heard or, or, you know, respected. Mm -hmm. Um, it was kind of just like, oh, you're having an emotion. That's a you problem kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, very much correct. I learned to repress repress my emotion, repress my emotion, repress my emotion. And then the older I got, and interestingly, from a human design standpoint, I'm an emotional authority. So having my emotions repressed, I wasn't able to even make decisions for myself because I was so like emotionally overwhelmed because I was, mm. and I was not only that, like carrying other people's emotions too. Right. Because sometimes we do that. Um, and so when it came to like making decisions, big or small, I was dependent on other people. And my mom, being my mother, thought that was her responsibility, was to make decisions for me. And so we had oftentimes like this push-pull kind of relationship where like she was like, I know better because I'm the mother, I'll make the decision for you. And, you know, as a child, of course, your parents know what's best for you. But as I became like a teenager and an adult and I needed to make bigger and more life-changing decisions, like where I was going to live, what, what university was going to go to, who I was going to date. Um, you know, I, I had, a, I struggled with that. I struggled with making my own decisions versus what my mom would have taught me. And I had to rewire that. I had to rewire actually, you know, I, cause then I wasn't listening to my intuition because I wasn't learning that I needed to make decisions in alignment with my intuition. Anyways, all that is to say, I struggled with that, especially my early adulthood, because that is when it started to become more and more important. Where was I going to work? What courses was I going to take? What, you know, all these things I couldn't like, it was nice in some respects to have my mom make the decision for me. Right. But in other respects, not so much because, and I wasn't doing the things that were actually best for me. Cause how could someone else know what's best for you? Right. Like, as a parent for a child, yes, they often know what's best for the child. They have, that's their job. But then as the child grows up, the child needs to the, start making those decisions. And so it really came to show me that I was struggling with it when I was really struggling at work. 
and I wanted to start a business. I knew I wanted to start my own business. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I needed help in that regard because it seemed to me like other people were having no problem starting businesses, doing what they wanted. And I was like, I have no idea. And every time I started something or I like tried to do something, it just never felt like mine. It never felt like me. It never felt really what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I, so then I had this coach, I worked with her a lot, like for quite a while because that's what I needed. I needed the emotional nurturing to rewire that I'm, cause I went to her being like, you have a successful business. Tell me what to do, right? You tell me what to do and I'll do it. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, it doesn't really work like that. You know, like not those words, but the way mm-hmm. she, she was nudging me to trust my intuition, to follow my nudges, to do the things that I felt I was doing and what I, I didn't even know what I wanted to do at that point because I was just so confused. Um, and the things that I wanted to do, even more confusing, were so woo-woo, right? Like I'm very like, I like crystals and cards and like I'm very spiritually minded in that sense, which was even more confusing when I started feeling like this is gonna be my business. And I'm like, that's not what the real world teaches <laughs> me. What are you mm-hmm. talking about? I'm going to be mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Are you like, I'm just setting me up for like, to look like a crazy lady. Like <laughs> I resisted and resisted and resisted it. Um, and, but that's what my coach helped, helped me do in that, in that area. Very helpful to be like, just emotionally nurturing, pushing me to listen to my intuition. So these were all things that I really had to do. And just, just cause I worked with her and I worked through it doesn't mean it still doesn't come up right and you're right Mm -hmm. it it comes up but now it's something that I help other people with because it was such a struggle for me for a while Mm -hmm. and that ladies and gentlemen is a perfect example of alchemizing your Chiron wound right like you can't delete it you but you now know the tools and things to work with it when it does pop up again right and now you're helping others with it and those of you that don't know, like the biggest backbone of Haley's business is being intuitive. <laughs> and that was something that she struggled with. Right. Yeah. And now she's helping other people access their intuition. So like, that's a perfect example of the wounded healer to a T. Um, so that's, so we just went into the cancer part of it. We didn't even get into the ninth house part of it, but it's kind of eh, a little bit similar. Um, so the ninth house So the ninth house is the house of expanding your mind, expanding your perception, higher learning, um, trusting in the universe, things like astrology and human design actually fall into the ninth house because it's all about like the things that you can't read in a book, like things that are above one plus one equals two, right? Like things that are really like higher wisdom, right? And also higher learning is also in there. So like universities and stuff. So Chiron in the ninth house, um, I said this to you the other day, like, I feel like you had a hard time trusting in the universe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) hard time trusting in the universe, hard time, like really trusting that like, there's more to life than like what we've been taught, right. Than what society teaches us, um, maybe problems with college or what you wanted to do in college, um, anything like within higher learning, um, even travel. Like, I don't know if you've had any, I didn't mention this, but I don't know if you've had any like bad travel experiences or like felt like limited or in some way in travel. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Really? So that's interesting. Yeah. I was at first I was like, oh no, travel, but I guess so. And like really trusting your own wisdom as well, right? So trusting in the universe, but trusting in the fact that there's so much information being fed to us from unseen places, right? And from places that might not be deemed as quote unquote normal or a society like, you know, accepts, but doesn't mean that there's not information coming from these places nonetheless. So just like a hard time believing and trusting in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a story about the travel piece. There was a trip I was supposed to go on and I I have traveled. So it's not like I've never traveled, but a story that jumped into my head was, I think I was in early. How old was I? 
maybe late teens, early 20s. And um, me and three other friends had planned to go on a trip. And I was like nervous about it to, I forget where we were even planning on going, but it was just in the talks. And then we were going to get together at my friend's house to talk about it. And on the way there, I got into a really bad car accident. And then that to me just like, just scared me enough that I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> wow. I can't do this. And I, like, it's, it's interesting now looking back to see that like why I had put that together because it, why, like it's two different situations, but I was just like, I was already so nervous about it. And then getting in that car accident, I was just like, I'm not going. Um, Wow. Maybe that trip. What age were you? Happened. I think I was like late teens, early 20s, maybe 19, 20. Okay. Yeah, because 18, 18. Oh, I was 18. Okay. Because I, like, I just graduated high school. Okay. Early 20s is when Chiron opposes. Hmm. So. Because then a few years later in my early twenties, like maybe I was 22, 23, I went, I went to Italy with one of my other friends and that was an amazing trip. We did Italy and Barcelona. Um, but yeah, travel has felt my whole life, like a struggle to like make it happen, you know, like, mm -hmm. like for example, in high school, uh, we went to Spain and my parents were like, we're not giving you any money for it. So I had to like save up all my money to go, even though I was also trying to save up for university. Um, mm. There have been other times where, yeah, it's always felt kind of like a, like a thing, you know, mm -hmm. but now that I've learned how to trust in the universe and put my faith in not having to struggle Here's a good example of that actually recently is my boyfriend and I have been talking about doing something in June and uh, he's never been to Niagara Falls, which is only like a six hour drive away from us. So I was like, oh, you've never been to Niagara Falls. We have to go, right? We have to go there. Every time I tried to find like train tickets or an Airbnb for us to stay in or like a travel package, nothing, nothing has caught my eye. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, every time. And so I just like gave up and it's now end of May, like time's mm -hmm. kind of ticking. Like, what are you going to do in June? And we were walking the other day and he, he said something about Disney. He's like, you and your siblings watched a lot of Disney when you were growing up too, right? Um, a random conversation. And I was like, we need to go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like downloaded to me in that moment. Like, you need to go to Disneyland. You need to take your nephew. My nephew is 11. And I've been telling him for years, like, I want to take you. And my parents promised me a number of times as a kid that they would take me and then never did. I took myself to Disneyland at the age of 30. <laughs> Finally said, I'm going. I don't care. I'm going. Um, and so I kept telling my nephew, like, I want to take you. I want to take you. And so in that moment, it was like, just take them, you know, kids have had this really rough year with the pandemic and things like that. And they're like, just take him. And so I went on the, the air airline and it was 30% off. And I'm like, that's enough of a sign for me. So I bought our, really? our plane tickets to go to Florida. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm surprised. I feel like it's really, maybe because you're going out of the country. Cause right now U S to U S is like insane. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not ridiculously cheap, but it was 30% off on sale. Nice. And so I was like, I'll just, I'll take that sign. Thank you very much. Um, we're flying into, and I've been wanting to go to Miami. I've been wanting to go to Hollywood. Like I've had all these signs coming to me. Like, how would you want to do this? How about this? So we're flying into Fort Lauderdale. So then we get, to, I'm going like, to drive to Orlando. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Oh, I'll have to give you a bunch of recommendations to do. Yes, please. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have an 11 year old, so I'm not going to be like partying hard, but right. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, it's kind of sucks because I'm going to Miami, but I, I feel like I'm also nurturing my inner child mm -hmm. by taking him. We're going to do like the fun, cool stuff. I saw the the hotel that looks like a guitar. I can't remember the name of it. Hard Rock? Is it the Hard Rock Hotel? And it's like a big glass guitar. Yeah. I think he would like that. So yeah. Oh, yeah. fun. I'm excited. 
well, this is you also alchemizing your wound with travel <laughs> and trusting in the universe at the same time. So it was perfectly orchestrated together. <laughs> yeah. So I totally know what you're saying. Like all these things that, you know, hearing it from someone else might be like, obviously mother wounds, obviously, but these are all the things that as you work on it, as I've worked on it, as I've attracted the right mentors and the right people and like learning from you and things like that all kind of comes together. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that's why I feel called to do what I do. That's why mm -hmm. this is a piece of my business. That's why I'm the person that can help someone because I went through this experience in this way. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's why like, you really can't make this up. Like the astrology stuff is amazing. Um, then it also just provides for an opportunity for you to help others. You know, like you said, like my Chiron um, is in Leo and Leo is all about self-expression. And I actually didn't put two and two together until just now it just came in. That's so why I want to share this. So Leo is all about self-expression and um like opening your heart and your heart chakra and like I used to like literally like I would be sitting like a humpback like always like protecting my heart like I did not have good posture like my heart was closed right I didn't know how to like give and receive love really um but the self-expression part was actually huge for me um in when I was like you know eighth grade maybe I went through like the emo phase which it's now making a comeback right now and I'm here for it um but I was that was my way to express myself right and I let me tell you I did like I had like these crazy fishnets on my arms going to school every day I had like the crazy black eyeliner under my eyes I had like a bunch of chokers on I had band pins all over my shirt like I <laughs> I like cut my hair really short. I had black, bra black braces. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but I had black braces, right? So that was me self-expressing, expressing, but obviously like that wasn't like quote unquote cool, right? I lost a lot of friends because of that, because the way I was expressing myself was not socially acceptable at the time, right? Like back then being emo wasn't cool. Like it is now. So I lost a lot of friends from that. And it really, it was really traumatic for me, actually. And it made me feel like a, an outcast and it made me even more depressed and it made me feel even more misunderstood. And it made me feel like it's not safe for me to express myself. So then I went through the Abercrombie and Fitch phase and I, but like, it totally wasn't me. Like, do you think I'm an Abercrombie and Fitch girl? hell no right so I noticed I went through all these phases trying to figure out who I was and I was trying to just fit in because I didn't want to be shunned again right and then obviously as I grew up and then you know 18 years old I kind of figured it out like hippie vibe is my vibe right but the self-expression thing was huge for me and now what I help people do is be authentic in their self-expression and own who you are, because when you are yourself in your most truest form of self-expression, that's when you're most magnetic and most radiant, right? But I had to learn all these things um, to get to that point. So that's just like an example on the Leo part for me. And then, so, and then in human design, which is the other part I want to talk about, because in human design, there is a gates that show up in different planets. And there's also, it's not in like Jenna's, I like using my human design by Jenna Zoe. The Chiron actually isn't in that one. Um, I had to get it from um, sort of spiritual, blanking on her name. I'm sorry. I will, I will put it in the comments. Um, I can see her face. She's beautiful red hair. Anyway, she, uh, she has a site where you can go and you can put in your chart information so I'll give you the link I'll put the link in the show notes for that and you can find out which gates your Chiron is in so for you both your conscious and unconscious so on the right hand side is your conscious gates so more like the ones that make sense you know the ones that you consciously see and then the unconscious often the gates that maybe is not as aware like to you but other people might see it and so both of yours are gate 31 and gate 31 is in the throat and it's the servant leader. 
So it's interesting. The, the servant leader? The servant leader. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's like using your voice to support people. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting too, because you're just talking about self-expression and like we're talking about the throat this week, like the throat mm -hmm. stuff. And and so it's yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what, what comes up for you. So I have a question. What does it mean that it's both in my conscious gate and my unconscious gate? I think it's just like a double whammy. A double whammy. So like I'm <laughs> consciously aware of it, but then like not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just like lurking in the shadows and sometimes it smacks me in the face. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Double, doubly. Because yeah. one are different, conscious and unconscious. But um, to the servant leader to me means supporting people like being the type of leader that is more supportive rather than the types there's you know there's a type of leader that like obviously leads people and is like I'm going in this direction you can follow me whether or not you want like you choose and then there's the servant leader which is more like I'm leading you but supporting you at the same time mm -hmm. yeah well it's funny because that's what I feel like I do in my business now but I'm like trying to think of times where I think, yeah, yeah, I think my whole life I felt that I, the call to support people, um, I'm a cancer rising. So that's very nurturing, right. I have that nurturing energy, but I wasn't really quite sure how to articulate it. Again, like self-expression, I wasn't sure how to express it. Right. So I, even from like a younger age, I feel like I was always a person like giving people advice. Um, but it was, you know, I had to not go through received well, right. It was not always received well. And I had to learn when to say it and when to bite your tongue and let them come to you. I have an exact example. A couple of years ago with my ex, I, we were just like, just started dating and he had a very poor wound and I'm sitting there and I, and I hear it in my head. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, don't say it course I could not say I'm like I feel like there's something you're not telling me <laughs> don't do this at home kids if it's not if it's not good <laughs> it's probably the demise of our relationship <laughs> but I let him know that I knew and he kind of just looked at me like how in the world does she know this I'm like I'm, I just I heard it <laughs> and I just heard it and now I'm like trying to like help him like well then they, we have to help like heal it and like there's we have to do this and we need to talk about it da -da 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 -da. and he was just, he just closed down completely closed down was not received well um so that was the biggest lesson and now when I hear things and when I know when I feel like I need to support someone I will listen to my intuition first and if it's a no, it's a no. And if it's a yes, then I'll like gently kind of open the conversation around it and see, see what the reaction is. You know, yeah. obviously if it's in like a coaching container with me, I am a little bit more direct because that's what you're paying me to do. Um, but I'll still open up a little bit softer, but like, you know, just regular life, like see a person on the street, I'm just going to go up to them like, Hey, you have wound about self-expression. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like help you what? <laughs> <laughs> get this wacko away from me <laughs> I can support you here's my car and like no I don't do that <laughs> like but actually people have been coming up to me lately um in random scenarios I told you about the one the other night when I was out drinking and someone came up to me like can you help me with this and I was like ah okay <laughs> but she was asking me right and then I started getting the downloads and the ways I can support her right but I wasn't going up to her like hey I heard this happen to you she came to me first so I've just learned how to do that dance yeah yeah and that's what's interesting about being an intuitive in general it's like you hear things and I this is one of the things I struggled too, is I'm very, I feel other people's emotions. I feel what's going on. I can often sense it. I always just thought everyone had this ability, but apparently not, or some people are just less open to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just think things were obvious. Like, obviously that's what's bugging her, you know, to other people. And they're like, what's her problem? Like, it's obviously this. And they were mm -hmm. like, 
how could you know that, you know, how could you know these things? And then that's when I started doubting myself because Mm -hmm. right. You're right. How could I know this stuff? She didn't tell me. And that was one of the things that would happen like slowly over time. I can't think of one specific example, but like over time, and you're right when you're touching someone's core wound or something that they're not open to receiving help or advice on, or they're not, they didn't think that they, you know, they're hiding it. Often that's what happens with wounds. People try to hide them. If it's not received well, then it, we can take it the wrong way and be like, oh, that means I should keep my mouth closed. That means I shouldn't say something. That means I should back off. And, mm-hmm. and you're right. When you listen to your intuition, sometimes, yes, they, you, you need to back off. Like it's not the time. Or maybe you just need to hear about it now so you can support later. And then in other instances, it's like, nope, say something now. Now's a good mm-hmm. time. Do it now. And like, how do you gauge that? Yeah, it has. To, I have to listen to my intuition on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone has access to their intuition, even if they don't think they do. Sometimes you just have to slow down a bit to hear it. Um, but your intuition will always guide you in the right way, especially with sticky things like this, because it gets sticky. Like you and I just aired our shit on on air. Like we don't care. But for other people, that's not okay. <laughs> right, Totally. And that comes, I mean, it's easier to share things that we've worked through already yes. and healed in some capacity because 100%. a couple of years ago, if you had said this stuff to me, I would have been like, oh, we can't go there. We can't right. talk about that. Right. 100%. Yep. I mean, but now it's, it's easier because I have navigated it already and, and like, and it comes up in different ways too. I, I thought I had healed some of those things, but even in the last month with the eclipse, and talking about like sharing and self-expression this is an area that I want to do even more work on and be able because what I've been told intuitively is I tend to over sugarcoat things you know sometimes people need or want to hear the this is what it is this -hmm. is what you need to hear right now and in some capacity I'm still holding back because I'm like like you said I don't want to upset them I don't Mm -hmm. want to you know I don't want them to retreat like I want to be supportive like I want to be supportive I want to be helpful so if I do it in a sugarcoating way but not everybody receives sugarcoating (laughs) the same way either so it is very much uh you have to trust your intuition yeah and like not just bringing up the wound just for the sake of poking at it, like have some way that you can offer support or like show compassion. Like, Hey, I've been through the same thing. Like, I understand where you've been like, this really helped me. Right. Like not just like poking at, poking at a wound just to poke at it, you know, like obviously, um, I don't know. I feel like someone might've needed to hear that. I was listening. (laughs) Well, in some regards, I think maybe why you said that is because if you see someone else's wound, let's say it's someone you love, right? Someone you love that is in your day-to-day world and you see their wound, it can affect you, right? Right. Like with your partnership, when you're, and like with my boyfriend, I'm living with him. When you see their wounds, when you see things, and then if there are times when it's best to back off, you know, and let them do their thing. But then there are times when that wound can affect you. Mm-hmm. And those are sometimes the times when you're like, hey, yeah, well, <laughs> hey, right. let's, let's work on that. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Are you oh, yeah. And to me, that that was what was the demise of my relationship because it was affecting me so much that I had to keep saying stuff. And he was just so closed off to the healing um, that I pushed him away. And he pushed me away, which is fine. Like then that, that just means like, cause another thing, like if you are a healed conscious human being and you are in a relationship with someone that won't, won't budge, won't even try to heal themselves. Like you can't force someone to heal themselves. You can't force someone to look at their shit. Right. But if you're over here doing the work for you, what your vibration is going higher and higher and higher. Right. Cause what, what happens in, when we heal, when we clear our wounds, we're clearing out the density quite literally, we're clearing out the density, the, the energy that that holds in our body is dense. And as we do the healing work, I mean, the breath work that I do is a perfect example. As you release the stuck emotions, the heaviness from your body, you always feel freer after a session, right? So you're quite literally raising your vibration to a certain point. 
And then your partner's over down here in the lower density frequency, you guys are no longer an energetic match anymore either. So that's also like a hard pill for some people to swallow. Um, it's either you bring your partner up with you and if they refuse, well, then that's another conversation, something else you need to think about. Um, but like, it, this is all like, and that's the thing with Chiron, it's giving everybody an opportunity to look at their shit and heal through it so they can continue to ascend higher, so they can continue to raise their vibration more and more and more, because that's what we're here to do, right? We're not here to be stagnant. We're not here to just wallow, right? We're here to be the best versions of ourselves we can possibly be. So Chiron gives you a window into the places where you might need to do some, some work, some inner work, some healing, but for your ultimate benefit. Right. Another thing I just was feeling I want to share too, just a reminder, because some people might be listening to this thinking like, oh, I got to figure out what my current is. I got to fix it. You know, like I want to get higher. I got to fix it. That's what I'm hearing in my head. I got to fix my shit. Okay. But I want, I want to say these things, when it is time, they will come to the surface. You don't have to do the digging because that can sometimes cause more chaos than you need at times. You don't have to necessarily do the digging to figure out what it is, but you have to be open and aware enough that when it comes up to allow the healing to happen. Was I terrified to work with that coach who helped me with my emotional baggage? Yes. Like I wasn't even consciously aware of how afraid I was, but it was causing me like internal chaos, even just signing up with her. But because I had learned how important coaching is, and I knew that there was something on the other side, then that helped me take that, that step as hard as that taking that step is, as long as you take that step, the universe will support you. And that's what I didn't know. And that's what I needed to learn is that the universe was bringing this person to me for a reason. The, the universe brought you to listen to this podcast episode for a reason. Mm -hmm. And just to pay attention, pay attention to what comes next, pay attention, be aware. Because sometimes we think being, sometimes when we're afraid, we tend to control. If we're afraid, we try to control. So if you're afraid to look at your wounds, watch out to make sure that you're not trying to control your healing, right? Mm -hmm. Healing can happen in the most natural way. Healing can happen in fun ways too, even. We mm -hmm. sometimes like to think of it as work, but healing can be fun. Healing mm -hmm. can be like a joyful ride. Healing can be also difficult at times, but don't try to control it. Let it happen. Let it flow. Let the next step be shown to you and then just take it and be brave enough. Hopefully just allow yourself to be afraid in order to find the courage to take that step that's being shown to you to take that step to look at things to to do the self-reflection in time that can be difficult too if we're mm -hmm. like I used to be really hard on myself and beat myself up and break myself about things that I didn't even know why they were happening you know mm -hmm. like what Angela's story too in relationships I was intense I, I had relationships where I similarly I was like you have this problem and we're gonna fix it together and they were like no. <laughs> and I thought that meant something was wrong with me. You know, I thought that meant that I was a terrible person that I was pushing people away. But actually, that was one of my gifts. I was just attracting the people who weren't ready for them, or maybe mm -hmm. they were, but they have to take the step. So maybe we came together to help heal each other. I was taking my step and they weren't, or maybe the opposite. Maybe they were showing me what I needed to heal and I wasn't ready. Who knows? But mm -hmm. sometimes it's the chicken or the egg scenario. Mm -hmm. But if you can just from this moment on be willing to look at that, to be aware and to take the step as it's shown to you, then the universe will support you. Mm -hmm. It will. Yeah. Like I didn't know what Chiron was when I was going through my whole self-expression thing. And like, naturally just like found my way and like became okay with it. Right. And then once I learned what it was, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Right. But you, you don't need to know what your Chiron is to know what your wounds are. And like, I'm sure if you're listening to this right now. You can pick out a couple. You're like, oh, I know I have this one. I know I have this one. I know I have this one. And if you'd want to know what yours is, like reach out to me, I can, you know, book a reading, tell me you, you want to know about your Chiron. I'll add it in. Like you really want to know, but you, we all know what shit we have to work on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it doesn't come as a surprise. Um, 
Chiron just provides more information and shows you the beauty behind the the pain, really, because you're like, oh, I'm actually meant to work for this. Okay. And it gives you, gives you your, gives yourself some more compassion as well as you're working through these things. Cause you know, like, all right, this is just what my soul signed up for is to alchemize this in this lifetime. And that's beautiful. So I'm curious in human design, what, what does Chiron stand for? I think it's the same thing. The okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very much human design is based in astrology. Astrology is a piece of it. It's just kind of a different way of looking at it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good question though, because I know we were looking at some of the other, other signs. So yeah, some of the other signs didn't quite line up. I think there was only like two, um, not science planets, but. Which yeah. was maybe just that graphic that I thought yeah. it could have been. Yeah. But yeah. does, does your human design Chiron check out with your astrology Chiron? So my human design Chiron my conscious gate is gate 34, 39, sorry, gate 39 in the root. And that's the gate of provocation, which is when you think about the root, the root is like the basis of the energy, uh, like the root chakra. If you're familiar with the chakra system, the root is the basis. It's the starting point. It's where things kind of get started. And provocation is like this idea that you need to make a change or to get started, you're almost provoked to do it. (laughs) and when I think about the biggest changes in my life and how they happened was because I was almost provoked to do it like I get into situations and I hold on for dear life until I literally get to a point where I have no choice but to Mm. make a change Mm -hmm. and I have multiple multiple examples of that often relationships sometimes jobs like things like that you know, where you just hold on and then it's like, oh, can't take it anymore. I've been provoked mm-hmm. and then I need to. Um, and then my unconscious is gate 53, which is funny. It's also in the root. <laughs> so that's sometimes I have a hard time starting things, I guess. And it's starting. It's the, literally the gate of just like getting things started. Hmm. Um, so, so, you know, what's interesting, like cancer is the mother, but what's the mother? The mother is the start of all creation right mm-hmm. yeah which makes sense in a lot of ways like starting um yeah it's a struggle to start things starting my business was a struggle for me it was like what am I even doing what how what do I do who tell me what to do like mm-hmm. so um and then yeah, but once I'm in something, that's the funny part, right? Because it's such a, once I'm in something, I'm like, okay, I'm in it for the long haul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Until finally the universe is like, okay, you needed to change now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or some people have no problem with that, right? And I've seen that. I've seen people jump from one relationship to another or one job to another. And they're like, yeah, this is just fine and normal. And I'm like, it's not, I can't do that, but I can. Mm-hmm. I just, my energy is to stick things out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, you know what? That's also very cancerian. Cancer? Oh, whatever. It's also a lot like cancer in astrology, but it's ca- cancer is always linked to being like nostalgic and just like can't let things go. Like, like I'm a cancer rising. I'm very nostalgic. Like I was listening to Michelle Branch when I was getting ready today. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but like she was big in the nineties. I was belting Michelle Branch (laughs) getting ready. (laughs) Like it's like the hot song of the, of the era right now. Like, no, I was listening to Michelle Branch right now. Blasting her. (laughs) Very nostalgic. I can't let, I can't let things go. (laughs) So it's very like a cancer cancer trait. Yeah. Uh, I realized that well I've always kind of known it but it really really hit home last year around this time last year when my boyfriend and I went on a road trip and I want to I think my mission I had I create mission statements for myself something about letting go like how can I be better at letting things go right because we all hear that now like let go to create new things um and I had this pair of Nikes that I found on sale they're pink they were beautiful. I loved them. I wore them for a number of years. 
and I'm wearing them and they have a hole in them and they're like I literally wore them down to like the end of the you know and I was still like "Mm, I really love these shoes (laughs) and it was finally it was like seriously if you're like this with shoes like imagine what you're like with everything else the bigger things and I was Mm -hmm. like uh I get it but it still doesn't mean I'm good at it. I'm still not good at letting go. <laughs> but yeah. it became more obvious, like why sometimes I do have a hard time starting or moving into new things because I'm like, so like, but here, this, but it took me so long to get here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes you have to let go of the old <coughs> to bring in new things. Yes. Yes, you do. <coughs> Sorry. I was actually speaking about that on my last podcast, episode 10, all about trusting in the universe. And like, when you let something go, you don't white knuckle and hold on for dear life. That's you making space for something new to come in. So it's all very, it's also like the times are in with eclipse season. (laughs) I had some kind of change there. My throat acted up. <laughs> yes, need to let things go. Especially your body just told you. Yeah, Haley, are you listening to your own voice? Like, like listen, listen to me right now. <clears throat> because the eclipse is in my first house of Scorpio, first house of self, first house of self, and branding yep. and. Mm-hmm how the world sees me and mm-hmm. that's definitely changing mm-hmm. which is scary and I'm holding on to my old life <laughs> I know I am yeah you know mine's actually my fifth house of self-expression so this was yeah. a very timely conversation it is it is yeah yeah and like allowing myself to like let go of the parts of me that I was like still acting out to be like accepted and that like also carries into my Chiron wound and just like letting me express the way I naturally want to moment to moment and if it morphs moment to moment like that's how it is like we're not stagnant human beings you know like things change and I've and I think I've been doing it pretty well just like owning it so we shall see like the opposite problem I hang on too long and think like I need to be better at letting it go and you're you're like it's okay to let things go and move on oh oh I was not always like that I was the opposite of that I was white knuckling I was like the biggest white knuckler ever like I needed to go this way and it can't leave and it leaves and needs to go like this and then this needs to come and immediately after my life has been a journey of trusting the universe and trusting that you're always supported mm-hmm. and trusting that there's something on the other side that needs to come in. If you're being called to let something go, my mail champ, <laughs> mm-hmm. I had uh, all this. I talked about on the last episode, episode 10, everybody. Um, but yeah, MailChimp. I lost all my MailChimp subscribers and during Mercury retrograde. And I texted you immediately in a complete panic. I had a full bone panic attack. My dog was looking at me like, I'm nuts. He didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I went from 2,700 subscribers to zero because I deleted them by accident. That was a big lesson in trusting. (laughs) Huge lesson. I remember I was like, can you get me? Like, I was like trying to like get all the ways that I can get them back. And like, no, no. Um, so, you know, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. I'm not perfect. <laughs> Meant to be. Yeah. 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 This is something that's like, we're asked to test it. It's almost like we're being t- tested, not in a way, you know, I always tell people, this isn't a test that you can pass or fail, but it's like a test. Like, have you learned that lesson yet? Have you learned mm-hmm. this lesson? Can you learn it on an even deeper level? Mm-hmm. Can you really implement it in your life in this situation? Yeah. And what I found as um, someone that like now does this professionally and like in your business, right. And like teaching and coaching people um, the more that I go deeper into my purpose and my truth and sharing my wisdom with others 
and sharing the beliefs and, you know, the way of life that I've deeply embodied and like, you know, helping others to do the same, support them in their own dream life. Any, the more and more I step into this role, the more and more these beliefs that have helped me get to where I am today test me. Like, like you sure? Like you, you really in this? Because if you're going to be leading other people through this, you need to be deep in this and you need to be very embodied in this. So here's a test. And I actually, one of my past mentors said that too. Like any, everything I teach right before I start teaching about it, it tests me to make sure I'm really in it because if not, then I'm not in, in alignment or integrity to teach it. So life always tests me right before I start teaching it. And I was like, interesting. And ever since then, I've noticed the same thing with me. I get tested right before I'm about to start teaching something. I got tested and a couple of days later, I made a podcast about it. (laughs) So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, is that all for today? Do you have anything else you would like to share or anything else you want to go into? That was perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, this was an amazing podcast. Um, both of our information and links will be in the show notes. So thank you for listening in everybody. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to either one of us regarding the astrology or the human design. And yeah, we will see you again on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K, on Instagram at Haley K Coaching, or grab your copy of the Spiritual Printer Planner and sign up for my email list, where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? please be sure to like, subscribe, and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time.